Hello, darling. I think I can't hear you yet, but can you oh. talk again? Oh, there we go. We're, we're good. Hey. Somehow it always takes just a few seconds. Yeah, to... it always does, doesn't it? Hello, everybody. Hello, welcome all. to the Dose of Truth podcast. Yes, so welcome. Been... Today yeah. we're like completely unprepared for a topic. Yeah, which is uh, just we were... joyous sometimes. I was just <laughs> we, were... we have been doing this for over a year. We even just... <laughs> we haven't decided why we're doing this yet. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's, well, yeah, maybe just to bring something new to people that, yeah. you know, part of it is to, to originally was to promote tarot, but um, we're looking at all coming we, soon, but all, but all the stuff. Oh, you broke up then. No, come back. again are you there yes hello okay great a little technical difficulties this morning maybe it's the oh. uh, precursor to all how loads eve and our uh the ghosts are starting to yeah you know, interrupt Hall- did i ever tell the you halloween that- energy is coming in shall i clear them all now oh my light just came on <laughs> <laughs> my my um my next door neighbor, he did some uh, renovating years back before we even moved oh, yeah. here, and found human remains. Oh my god! Yeah, how does that happen? Well, how does that happen? Well, you know, the, or the in the wall? Was... Where was it? Pardon me. Where was the, where were the human rain remains? In the ground. In, oh, in the, the ground. ground. Wow! Yeah. In the garden. Uh, well, now it's a part of the building, so he's. He's just constructed part of the building, but it also means that likely it's not just under his property, but under ours and maybe a little, you know, how big was the, the, um, the burial site, right? Yeah. I actually, weirdly enough, it comes up in my sessions quite a bit that my flat's over, a um, uh, what's the thing everyone died of? (laughs) Brain. The plague. I'm a plague bearer of sight. My flats on. Right, your your Europe has a lot more. Yeah, we have a lot more history of burying yeah, a lot stuff of people. going on. A lot of yeah. I mean, maybe that's why Halloween's a bit more Halloweeny here. <laughs> yeah, we've got more ghosts. Definitely. You know. I, I always find it fascinating how in the states and everywhere else, everyone dresses as like Mickey Mouse for Halloween, and I'm like. What we just dress as witches and wizards and warlocks and anything that's actually scary, <laughs> right? Well, you know, there's the whole, uh, you know, kids and you know you don't want to traumatize them, and then there are kids who really want to dress up as things that are violent as well. We've got, yeah, you, know, you can have Mickey Mouse, but. Um, you know, that's, that's for the little, little ones, you know, parents making it cute. But there are plenty of kids once they're deciding on their uniforms that'll go as, um, what's that guy from, you know, where he wore a white mask and a knife? I forget the name of that film, but there were. Oh, well, the, oh, the one where everyone dies. Scream. Oh, that's later. I'm talking about way oh. earlier with um, 
Well, the white mask. Yeah, he wore a, what, a dress mask. Black, that's what he was a bit. He was a lunatic and tried to kill his sister, and his sister ends up, you know, getting oh. into into jail. I'm not really into horror movies. No. Sorry. Well, that's what they follow here. Well, or, oh, okay. You know, oftentimes it's horror movies or it is witches. I often see the mothers dressed as witches, you know, like you got the kids and then the mother is sitting there with a witch's hat or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Another thing I was thinking about too is, um, you know, creating um, your own fears, right? Like um, yeah. someone who, uh, like yeah, I was, well, actually I was, I'm working with a client and he's uh, asking me about numbers, you know, and which rooms to live in and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, try not to have a five because yeah. five's going to bring a lot of obstacles. He needs some nice peace and calm. And so anyway, he gets into a room with no fives and um, he looks out in the parking lot, sees a license plate and then notices there's a five in it. Now I'm looking at the time we've been on here and there's a five in it. It's five eight. Yeah. The minute I looked, it was five fifteen. You know, it's it's just when you start looking for something, you're gonna find it. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people create their own fears. Oh my God, this follows me around. Or, you know, even the times people wake up and they look at the clock and it's like I often look at the clock and it's eleven eleven. Yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. You know, why would you look at eleven eleven? It's uh, it's very weird, but you're not looking for it. So those I trust a little bit more. But when you start focusing on something, um, usually it's like, well, wait a minute, you're focusing on it. You're thinking about it. Now you're going to see it. Yeah. And I also, also wonder, you know, 11.11, so maybe my subconscious tends to look at the clock at 11.11, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just like a marker in time, I guess. Yeah, and, and it, you know, this kind of links into something we were talking about last time was, was lying, right? Mm. So, you know, we can say that we think we know what's honest, right? The, when someone sees events or experiences, however they've recorded it with their own filters and biases, um, looks like that's the truth, but it's not. It's just an illusion because hmm. um, you know until you can see everyone's point of view or you see the whole full self self-realization of every single thing going on um, when you start to experience things that way um, which I'm sure you do Eloise right like I experience somebody tells me a story hmm. from their side well I don't I don't side with it because I kind of look at the other person like well I see their side Oh, and then there's an yeah. observer over there. I see their side. So none of them are real. And even the agglomeration of the whole thing is just stuff happening. You know, like you got... Yeah, street it's corner. always stuff happening. That's for sure. Yeah, that's definitely for sure. It's just stuff is happening. But your personal vantage point, and of course, narcissistic egocentrism, uh, even though you're not let's let's say diagnosed as a narcissist uh, or anything like that, not diagnosing, but um, looking at our narcissism from uh, two points of view. One is everything is about us. So yes, 
essentially we have a <laughs> partial narcissism. Uh, but yeah. uh, there is also the unhealthy narcissism where you think your point of view is actually valid, where you think your your perspective is valid. But just by virtue of saying it's a perspective, yeah, means it's just a perspective. It doesn't mean that that's a, that's real. It doesn't mean that. Well, it, it literally means you're looking through a through your lens from your particular perspective. So it is skewed, and it's not right or or wrong. Not none of that. Um, mm-hmm. None of that is even part of the story. Meaning right or wrong, like. Just thinking it's right or wrong, okay, that's fine, but it doesn't mean that it is. So, yeah, I'm just trying to put together that there's this whole illusion we're looking at. So, and then we we brought up the subconscious, right? And and then there's the unconscious as well, which you can't even access because it is unconscious. So all of that is impinging on us. How do we know what the truth is, right? Yeah. Like what, what is the truth? So it's kind of a, uh, an interesting thing to notice that, you know, your, your perspectives on the truth literally means those are lies. Yeah. You can use these (laughs) words that people use and say my truth. Yeah. Yeah. My truth is everybody should give me, um diamond rings just give me diamond okay. rings when you meet okay. me that's my truth right. yeah what is it when so, you coming? so what <laughs> so what yeah Every, everyone should behave the way i think they should behave yeah and so what that's that's your truth but it, it does nothing it, even even stating what you apparently think is your truth uh is is almost it's just like an exhalation it really does. yeah well we know that because like you can have a like a, a strong belief about how things are or how your world is and then someone just says something and, and suddenly you're like uh, oh i i don't feel the same way i don't think the same way now so like everything's just um i want to say malleable but all possibilities at once, maybe. Well, yeah. Well, but when it comes to perspective or opinions or viewpoints, yeah, because right? there there has to be something uh, that we need to. Uh, well, it's just, there. I don't even know how to put this, but there is this whole. I agree with you, malleability, and but to live a good life. Um, or at least live in this world where, um, using Jordan Peterson's terms, where you don't make things worse. Yeah. Right. Because because there's one inevitability we can all observe: suffering is going to come. You know, and it might come, uh, you know, to some people later on in life, uh, but it's inevitable. You know, you get a wonderful yeah. life, uh, perfect health. Uh, uh, beauty, uh, um, just everything falls in your place, it plate, and uh, you just have this terrific, wonderful, uh, great life. And, but you're going to die one day. 
it's just inevitable. Or someone you know is going to die, or someone you know is going to get sick. You know that this this inevitability of um, of suffering. So we all know that, and yet we definitely live our life to avoid suffering, right? And part of the perspective we'll have, especially if it's rigid, as you said, it will be to uh, avoid suffering. But you can't, mm-hmm. you can't avoid the inevitable and the act of avoidance itself is a form of suffering. Yeah. Right? So if I'm going to avoid uh, certain things and I don't want, you know, to talk about it, or I don't want to um, deal with it, I don't want to face it, uh, there's going to be a lot of fear, I'm going to be moving away from it, you're, you're just not going to be experiencing life and you'll inevitably... Uh, be experiencing a form of suffering right yeah because like if you if you're so in fear like I always use an example like if you're worried about being hit by a bus all the time and you know that takes over your fear so it gets to the point where you don't leave your flat or your home because you're worried you're going to get hit by a bus the moment you leave but then you could worry about getting hit by a bus while you're in your flat and then like you know you could get more and more limited well, yeah, that, that, that's going back to what I said about this. You know, if you're looking for a number, you're going to find it everywhere, right? Same as the bus. Yeah. Uh, it's it, the very thing you avoid almost acts like a rubber band, right? So I'm yeah. pulling away from the thing I don't like and it's going to, it's going to knock me in the face, right? So when I was younger and had uh, all my eating disorders and, telling myself I should not eat this and I shouldn't eat that, um, the more I saw those delicious sweets, right, that you're not allowed mm. to have. And um, the more tempting and the more you felt as though you were pulling and pulling away. I can even feel that memory in the pit of my belly button where, you know, people would be eating and I would be doing everything to um, avoid eating, you know, maybe smoking yeah. and um you know drinking too or, you know i would have wine and and a little bit of salad that would be would be mostly what i would eat you know in a day <laughs> a little bit of wine and salad and, well, and lots of cigarettes you know, right it was yeah. in those days you could smoke everywhere <laughs> there would be a lot of cigarettes and i can feel the you know how much contraction um so you could so do it with anything you could do it with anything right anything that you avoid you're going to see it everywhere even mm. even people talking, you're going to uh, construe, uh, albeit it could be unconscious, that what they're saying, you know, like when, when I was so involved in whether my body was fat or thin or whatever size I was at, you know, everything people said to me, I interpreted as uh, my body. Mm. Oh, they're trying to tell me that I'm too fat. Oh, they're trying to tell me my hips are too big. And that's what my mind would focus on. And, you know, the frustration would mount, you know, uh, I, I would notice people would talk about food and, and to me, they were telling me that I should diet even more, you know, Wow. It was, yeah. it, you know, so I can, I, I love knowing that uh, part that, that you're seeing things so um, biased, you can't even hear the rest, you can't even enjoy life when you're, when you're focused on something uh, that you're trying to avoid. So it's so weird. I'm trying to avoid it, so I'm actually focused on it. Yeah. 
right? You're going to have to focus on the thing, like focus on the bus. Because, you know, I think it's a great example that you're using is, you know, you don't go out of the house, but then the mind boots up and starts saying, what if the bus crashes into my house? Yeah, exactly. Because it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> yeah, it could happen. It's possible. Then you move into yeah. a high rise. Yeah. And then you get, oh, I was going to say triple decker buses, but that won't be. You could, but <laughs> I even noticed that people can do everything possible to avoid the thing that they're afraid of. But of course, it becomes extrapolated, right? So the moment, the moment you remove the obstacle, no matter what you do in clinic and you, you, you explain to a person, here's a way to remove the obstacle. Yeah. They are going to supplant it with a yeah, but. Yeah, but, all right, I told you all this time, Eloise, for years and years, I'm afraid of buses, but I haven't told you that yeah. I'm afraid of all vehicles and electronics, right? Yeah. So now I, I want you recommend to me that I could move into a high rise so I won't be afraid of buses and I could work on the internet, but I do need to go downstairs if there's a fire or, you know, if anything's urgent or a delivery man comes and he doesn't want to come upstairs, I have to go downstairs, but I'm terrified of the elevator. Right? Yeah. So, so no matter and, what, you're going to find And, and you just keep adding to the list. Exactly. The ands keep coming in. Even if they find a way to, um, to deal with the one thing, like here's this kind I'm telling you about that, you know, dealt with, you know, and, and I, I hate answering these questions, you know, giving someone a way out, right? It's like, oh, you know, I moved into this number, now I'm going to that number. So I'm like, okay, here are what all the numbers mean. You choose your number. Mm. Yeah. Uh, choose the number everything is good. Now I'm going to look out my window and see the number five. Right? Yeah. So now... But you're always going to look for it. Yeah. It has to be somewhere. Exactly. And and if it's not the number five, like let's, you know, let's say that car moves away, then you're going to look out and see only five cars. So you're going to see five people. Or you're yeah. going to see five cigarette butts. Or you're going to see five crafts. <laughs> you know, it, it just... Five clouds. <laughs> five clouds. It just goes on and on. Or it's five o'clock. I don't know what to do when it's five o'clock. And when it's 505 or 5555, what am I going to do then? Right? It's just this this perpetual um, need for them uh, to satisfy the mind's um, histrionics. You could put it that way. I mean, the mind we know is just insane. And, and this talk that we're having is really about the insanity of the mind. And now I can almost hear people saying, well, what do I do about it? Well, yeah, I've got this fear and it's real to me. I've got this fear and it's real to you. There we go back to, in my view, it's real, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that this fear is coming from a mind and the mind is insane by virtue of its own definition. It looks at the past and projects its own future. So there's no way you're looking at the present. You're just looking at the present through your filters. So what do you do? Well, you start a deep exercise. Thank you, mind, but I'm doing something else. You know, it takes time. It could take years uh, Mm. to, to break that spell and, 
you know, what a great day to be talking about breaking the spell. Great week. I mean, it's oh, Halloween, it's right? It's so it's here are these spells that we're <laughs> under. And yeah, it's real to me, my fear, but it's it's a spell and spells apparently look real, right? Somebody puts a spell on you to love them and you all of a sudden just love them. Un- there's no conditions. They could abuse you. They could slap you. They could insult you and you will still love them because you're under a spell. And it's like, yeah, but I love them. Yeah, but they're abusive, but I love them. Yeah, they put you under a spell to love them. First of all, somebody who puts you under a spell to love them. I'm not going to get into whether these things work. You know, it depends on who puts the spell, right? There's, And it depends on a lot of things like uh, the majority of spells that I've worked with um, Mm. that people come and say someone's put me under a spell and what do I do? Uh, is because they were told. Yes. You know, I always ask, how do you know? Well, they told me. So the moment someone tells you, I've put a spell on you, and the spell is that you have a miserable (laughs) life, it starts to act on you, right? And that, again, is the mind, right? So they might say they put a spell on you, but you actually put the spell on yourself because you go, wait a minute, they put a spell on me. Well, I'm not saying there aren't people out there who can do this, uh, and, but highly likely, you know, your little, um, you know, uh, go to a little Wiccan store and buy a few candles and, and, and some incantations likely, you know, are not going to put that spell on the individual. But telling them you did it is so powerful. You don't even need mm-hmm. to do anything. Just go up to someone and tell them you put a spell on them. But you could use this for good as well. Yes. As cruelty. Yes. Yes, you can. Sure. You know, if we buy into a belief system about how the world works and our brain starts filtering for evidence to back that up and we believe it's true, it can change our lives in good ways. Well, you know, I always find that the this is just sort of a generalization just to talk about yeah um the the positive ones um okay so if you if you give something to someone negative and they're a very positive person they might just cancel it out if you tell Mm. something very uh positive to a negative person it cancels it out right so i put this positive spell on you they might be happy for a few hours and then they just go back um, yeah. So it, it depends on, you know, what weight a person puts on duality, right? So if, if, um, if I don't believe in spells and that they're, that they are, that somebody could just say this to me, then I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not necessarily going to, it's not gonna have any impact on me that, oh, I put a spell on you. You know, um, maybe, right? Or you, you know, you can cancel it out doing other things. But usually the mind comes in and takes you down the road, uh, uh, the road you usually travel. Yeah. What we're trying to do here is the road less traveled, right? But we're, Mm -hmm. but usually we go down the road, we mostly travel. Yeah. Because you're not even going to hear something 
uh, like if you if you have a young person who thinks they're ugly and that that belief system is so ingrained because as a kid they were told they were beautiful and capable let's say let's say it's not 100% of the time it's just one example and that burden became too heavy for them right so they they put into the unconscious that they're capable they put into the unconscious that they're uh, beautiful and now the identity is i'm ugly and stupid mm. and incapable let's say so their their mind and their perspective Hmm. see their faces fragmented and see only the very ugly thing like i remember when i was a kid and you get a pimple your life was over right you thought this pimple (laughs) was the hugest thing on the planet now or even it's been about 25 years I, I went, wow, it's so interesting. I just got a pimple and you just like, it's just a pimple. It's like nothing, like, you know, maybe it's noticeable, maybe it's not, right? I, I remember telling me, oh my God, I have this pimple. It's it's taken over my whole face. And they're like, where is it? I can't see it. And I'd be like, how can you not see it, right? And so later I couldn't see them. Like, you knew it was there, but it's like nothing. Uh, yeah. So th- these perspectives are so so interesting, right? That we that we yeah, it's it's not even an eye; it's the mind that will tune into that. So you could tell one of these kids, you know, um, I put a spell on you that you will see yourself as beautiful. They may not even hear that you said it. Yeah. Right. They might even say that she's saying that she put a spell on me. Uh, to think I'm ugly forever. You can you could convert it to that because, you know, like I remember when I was young and people would say, you look good. And I would think in my head, they're just saying that because they feel sorry for me oh, and how yeah. ugly I am, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, that would oh, happen for are... years and years. Yeah. You know, years wow. and years and years and years. Uh, I don't even know when that broke. Um now I just don't think anything of it. It's whatever someone says is their their thing. It has nothing to do with me. But before mm-hmm. it was really, I thought they were doing it. I thought my mother, uh, she always complimented me, told me it was beautiful and stuff like that. And I always thought she was doing it because I I was deformed, and she was wow. making me feel good. You yeah, know, I was. I just thought, oh, you you're just so ugly and deformed and and disgusting. That's why she. She says this over and over again. It's amazing what the mind will construe. So anybody said you're you're beautiful, my mind immediately went there. No. Okay. So yeah. how many people are how, how often are we doing this with everything? Yeah. Even you know, those are that can be a positive thing or a negative thing, right? Uh, you know, we have a little problem here in Quebec wherein mm-hmm. um you cannot tell an employee they've done something wrong in these big corporations. I have a friend who, uh, who, <laughs> Helpful. Uh, said, who came to work here. He worked internationally and, uh, you know, he was transferred to Montreal and worked for this particular company. I won't mention the company, 
but it's a big one. And um, he did what he usually does. Like, let's say somebody came and said, oh, you know, you've made an error here. Can you just rewrite this letter, please? Mm. Um, and he would just do things he regularly did in Europe, South Africa. Uh, yeah, he'd been to quite a few different uh, places. Yeah. And he just, just he, and I can tell you this guy's super sweet. Like, yeah. you know, he's just one of those kind of guys he goes sweet just sweet nice kind you know so it's like really hard to think of him saying something that would even be rude he was so polite you know the way he'd probably phrase it (laughs) um well however this person did you just maybe somehow slightly yeah so he was taken to hr and he said he has to be retrained on how to speak to people just specifically for um Quebec right so it's just uh just it's just so crazy right so you know somebody's going to filter what someone says and and call it abusive if you're not following the you know I want to say communist party line right (laughs) well that's what that's what communism did right if you're not following the party line you're yeah. not thinking that way. You're dead, right? Even children, you know, ratted on their parents, right? That's how bad it got, right? So you brainwash people and say, this is the way it's supposed to be instead of, you know what? Life is life. Stuff happens. Yeah. You know, you I could be walking crap. down the street and a piano could fall on your head. A, a coconut no could, could fall on you. your head. A tree bus. could fall. It's life. <laughs> right you're not going to yeah. be able to control the weather but because but we can't control the weather but people say well but we can control other people we can limit their speech we can limit their actions and we can control them to fulfill what usually the lowest common denominator right mm. you know this is this is so terrible but we we fulfill the lowest of the low you know that the, the least capable give are given the most power the the uh the weakest are given more power right the weaker you are the more you're triggered so we're going to give you all the power and then the strong have to succumb there's a story a beautiful story um i forget who wrote it but it's about uh you know everyone being equal so what they would do is put plastic, put uh, burlap sacks over, you know, beautiful people. So they would look oh, the wow. same as the ugliest. If somebody was very athletic and lithe and had a good body, they would put weights on them. <laughs> right. So that they would be heavier and wouldn't be able to run faster than the slowest person. Wow. Right. So if somebody was crippled, you would have to be like, you would have to be a cripple. So they would basically cripple you with weights. So everyone would be the same. Right? It's, <laughs> it's a horrible story. but That's going to work. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting if we sit back and think, look, deal with your life. Sorry you don't have legs. I mean, I have this experience where I can't walk, yeah. but I deal with it. I deal with it. Right? If I, yeah. uh, you know, um, I, I, my doctor won't give me a, a handicap parking sign. She says I'm not bad enough. 
right? Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I make sure I park near yeah. carriages so I could use carriages to walk. And, um, you know, I, I find it amazing. I was out in the winter with tons of slush and I'm, you know, got my cane and I'm going. And this woman scoots around me, splashes me with, you know, all the slush and everything, parks in the uh, handicapped parking space and jumps out of the car and runs. She's like inside the store <laughs> and I'm still trying to make my way. You know? <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah. you know, I found I it. This. Yeah. I found it so, so uh, fascinating, you know, because she's obviously not handicapped. She's using somebody else's sign. There was nobody else in the car. So yeah. you're just using it. This, uh, there was a boss in a company I worked with. I didn't really get on with her. But to give you an instant, she used to park in the disabled spot every day and she'd walk up the floors, up the stairs to the eighth floor for work. Wow. And I'm like, why are you taking up the disabled spot every day? You're that's, not disabled. That's so weird. But it's also like, why, why don't you want... had a badge. I, I always, so, I always you know. park, um, you know, when, when my when I didn't have this problem, I still, I still park quite far. You know, I look for a parking yeah. space away from people, even, even not being well, I just find a space, use my cane, get the, yeah. it's like you get a bit of exercise. Like why? Yeah, you know, I always do that in the supermarket. I park quite far away to get a couple of more meters of walking. <laughs> really? It's like, so, so insane. There are carriages. It's not like you're, but no, everybody wants to be right at the front door. Why? Yeah. Like who cares? And and why cause all these problems just to get to the front door? It's like so weird. Especially when I see somebody in super good shape with their runners on and Lululemon tracksuits. It's like, why are you rushing <laughs> yeah. to get the space next to the front door? It's like, come on. Yeah. It's like you're so weird. You're so weird. Of course, not everybody knows I have this problem because I don't always carry the cane. I try really hard to. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people have disabilities that you can't see. That you can't see. But if you can't walk, fair enough, use the space. If you can walk, why are you using it? (laughs) It really is, you know, so insane how we operate. So Yeah. It's just we're insane. And yet we want the lowest common denominator to dominate. It's just so weird. All right. Well, that's mm. all I have to say for today. So we're going to say goodbye to everybody. Yeah. Enjoy Halloween, everyone. Yes. Have fun. Ooh. Yes. Let us know if anything spooky happens. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, love. Have a great week. Yeah. Bye. Have a great week. Lots of love. Bye, everyone.